the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is, When Trouble Comes, in Psalm 46. Trouble is one of the common human experiences, like eating, breathing, and feeling. If not today... Then tomorrow, some hour of trouble, some hour of crisis will come upon us. Job is on target when he said, Man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. Has it not been your experience that just when you think you have got it all together, it all falls apart? Just when you get one problem solved, A dozen more seem to come up. Just when things begin to run halfway smooth, somebody throws a wrench into the works. Just when you finally are about to get on your feet, somebody pulls a rug from under you. And just when the bills are about all paid... Some unexpected expense occurs. And just when you think you can handle the load, something else piles on. And just when you are about to get your head above water, something pulls you back down again. The fact is that there is no way that a human being living in a troubled world in trouble sometimes can avoid real trouble. Some of you right now are going through times of real stress and difficulty. Psalm 46 will be a blessing to you. In poetic language, the psalmist describes the way trouble can come. He talks about the earth giving way and the mountains falling into the heart of the sea, as we find in in verse 2 of Psalm 46. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Sometimes trouble comes with the sheer force and finality of an earthquake. All of a sudden it is there and there's nothing you can do to avoid it. People who have gone through earthquakes say that they 
don't know of anything else that makes a human being feel quite so helpless. There's no place to go. Sometimes trouble comes to people like that, without any warning, with no way of resisting it. And suddenly they find that everything has dropped right out of the bottom of their life. The psalmist uses a second poetic expression in verse 3. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Here he's talking about trouble which comes with the fury of a storm and the force of a flood. This reminds me of, of Job. Job was greatly successful perhaps the the most successful man of his time. He had a large family, large everything. You name it, he had it. Satan was a bit worried about Job that somehow um, God was favoring him and if God's favor was not on him, then he would uh, give up uh, his his faith. And so um, he had a word with God about, about Job. And God gave him permission to test Job. And the philosophy of Job is vital to the understanding of trouble. There is Satan. There is a power of evil in the world. Things do happen to us, but they always happen under the jurisdiction of God. In other words, God never allows anything to happen to his children outside of what he knows we can cope with. Satan was given permission by God to do certain things to Job so that he, Satan, catch this, so that he, Satan, might be an instrument of blessing under God's overwhelming grace in Job's life. He took everything from Job, all his sons, his daughters, his, um, his land, his buildings, his camels, uh, all of his oxen. Then, in the end, he even took Job's health. Though it almost drove Job out of his mind, his faith in God triumphed. As you can see in Job chapter 13 and verse, and verse 15, where Job says, Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. And the biblical record tells us in in Job 42 and verse 12, the Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the first. You see, trouble does come sometimes with the force of a flood like it did uh, to Job. But now listen to the psalmist in Psalm 46 and verse 1. It says, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Now, what do we do when trouble comes? Three things are outlined for us in this 46th Psalm. First, recognize that God is a refuge for his people in the time of trouble. Recognize that God is a refuge for his people in the time of trouble. In the Old Testament, 
The Israelites had cities of refuge. You can read about them in the book of Numbers, chapter 35. God instructed Israel to establish cities of refuge throughout the land. In those days, the principle of justice was an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. If you did something bad to somebody, it was legal for them to do it back to you. If a man killed someone by accident, he could flee to a city of refuge. So, for instance, if you're working and the head of your axe flew off and hit someone between the eyes and killed them, the thing to do immediately was to move as quickly as you could for the city of refuge. If you could get there, open the door, drag yourself in and get uh, them to slam the door or the gate, the city gates behind you, then you were safe. You spend the rest of your days there, but at least you had a place of refuge. Now, this is the picture that we have of God being a refuge who is always available to protect his people. In other words, it might seem sometimes that the flood and the earthquake and the storm are coming after you, and you know you're going to be totally engulfed. Don't try to argue with a flood. Don't try to argue with a storm. And don't try to rationalize when everything is shaking like an earthquake. Don't try to deal with the power of Satan by yourself. Don't try to cope with, with trouble by yourself. Admit when you're beaten and head for the city of refuge. So the first thing you must realize is that God is continually available. The Lord Jesus himself said in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So the simple message as to what to do in time of trouble is this. Admit that God is your refuge and that you can't cope by yourself. Christ is the one who opens his arms to you and says, come to me with all your burdens, roll them upon me, give me the problem and I promise to be what you need. You see, not only is God continually available to us as our refuge, but he is thoroughly adequate. Verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength. There is no way trouble can come into a person's life, however overwhelming it might be, and be greater than the strength of God to enable you to survive it. There's no way trouble can come your way outside of the permissive will of God. Satan can throw all of the forces of hell at you, but God is your strength. The risen Lord is adequate. If you closely uh, relate to God, there is no way that you can finally and ultimately be defeated. But not only is God our refuge, who is always available and thoroughly adequate, but he is 
readily accessible as well. Now, verse 1 again says, He is an ever-present help in trouble. In other words, as far as the psalmist was concerned, he knew he didn't have to reach further than the tips of his fingers to be able to lay hold of the hand of God. As far as a New Testament believer is concerned, we don't even have to reach that far. For the God who loves us, who sent Christ to die for us, who raised him up and put him into our life, is alive within us. You can't get uh, anybody more present than that in you. So the first thing you do when you are in trouble is to recognize that God is your refuge and turn to him. But the second thing is to recognize that God is a refu- that that God is present among his people. That God is present among his people. Verses 4 and 5 of Psalm 46 says, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. The term city of God in the Old Testament referred to Mount Zion, the place where the temple was going to be. That's ancient Jerusalem. Mount Zion was the place where the tabernacle of the Most High was going to be, the place where God would reside among his people. In the New Testament, the city of God is another term given for the church of Jesus Christ. The church composed of born-again people is the city of God where the Most High dwells. When trouble comes, what do you do? First, you recognize that God is your refuge. Secondly, you recognize that God is very much alive in the fellowship of his people, the church. In the fellowship of his people, there is support. In the fellowship of his people, there is concern and compassion because God dwells among his people. If you wanted to know the presence of God in the church, wait until trouble comes and see the concern, the compassion, the support and support you will receive from the body of believers. And we are the local body called People's Baptist Church. I've heard, I've had people who have been brought back from serious illness or who have suffered bereavement speak time and time again about the support they received from this local expression of the city of God. The thank you notes in the bulletin on Sundays tell the story. You need the support of brothers and sisters in Christ when trouble comes. 
I pity you if you do not have a church family to stand by you in your hour of crisis. Where else in this society can one find support, concern, compassion, love, forgiveness, and strength as in the church where God is alive and active in and through his people? So what do I do when trouble comes? I remember, as David says in verses 7 and 11, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Now that helps me to, uh, to put the whole scene of my trouble into perspective. Not only do I see the God of purpose seated on the throne above all thrones, acting on my behalf, but I also see that God has unbelievable power alive in the very context of my life through the church. God is my refuge and strength. Therefore, fear is illogical. The Lord Almighty is with me, therefore I will not be troubled. But the third point here, which tends to be the very humorous in a way, because we never think of it that way. The third point is relax in the time of trouble. Relax in the time of trouble. Verse 10, be still and know that I am God. See, to know that God is God is to experience him in the quiet of our hearts. It is letting God's peace settle down upon us. It is knowing him as our security and stability in the storm. The word be still literally means relax. To relax in the Lord means that Uh, you are going to have to resist the natural impulse to worry, to struggle, and to fuss about your troubles. Be still. Anxiety and fear, because God promises us in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5. God says, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Be still apprehension. The whole world may be in turmoil, but I am God and I rule the world. Be still impatience. I am God and the times and seasons are in my power. Relax in the Lord, my brothers and sisters. We serve a God who can remove difficult hindrances, change adverse circumstances, pardon disappointing failures, perform astounding impossibilities and can supply all of our needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Relax in the Lord, my brothers and sisters. We serve a God who can open blind eyes, a God who can unstop deaf ears, a God who can heal diseased bodies, who can inspire discouraged hearts, who can mend broken relationships, who can salvage uh, sour marriages, and who can fix absolutely anything and everything. 
Relax in the Lord. We serve a God who can scatter our worst fear, who can resolve stubborn doubts, solve any problem, soothe any heartache, hear the prayers of his people, and answer these prayers. Yes, we serve a God who can strengthen our weaknesses. We serve a God who can clear the frustrations that we have to face on a daily basis. We serve a God who can still life's storms and who can loose us from bondage and shackles. Remember that God's purpose in allowing trouble to come into our lives is to help us, not to hurt us, to bless us, not to burden us, to develop us, not to destroy us, to refine us, not to ruin us, to mold us, not to shatter us, and to train us, not to torment and torture us. As long as we are living in this sinful world, accidents will occur, storms will come, sickness will develop, tears will flow, obstacles will arise, disappointments will happen, and tragedies will strike. But rest assured, God will see us through because he is our refuge and our strength and a very present help in the time of trouble. You see, without God being our refuge, burdens become too heavy to bear, sorrows become too great to handle, battles become too difficult to fight, trials become too hard to withstand, sufferings become too severe to endure, days become too stressful to cope with, and nights become too lonely to tolerate. Thank God today we have a refuge in Jesus Christ. See, when trouble erupts, we have a refuge. When crisis happens, we have a refuge. When doubts plague us, we have a refuge. When problems arise, we have a refuge. When failure occurs, we have a refuge. When weakness overtakes us, we have a refuge. When we can't stand the pressures of life any longer, we have a refuge. When grief grips us, we have a refuge. And when we become frustrated with the life that we have to, to live, we have a refuge. And when we don't know what to do, we have a refuge. In this refuge is not only salvation, but there is also safety and security. Also within this refuge, there is hope for the hopeless, help for the helpless, strength for the weak, peace for the troubled, mercy for the guilty, grace for the tempted, and blessings for the burdened. In the words of the psalmist in Psalm 91 and verse 2, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and fortress, my God in Him I will trust. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. 
Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.